This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Welcome to this week's edition of Discovery. I'm Cal Steiger, your host. There are certain times of the year when financial realities cannot be avoided, and after the holiday season, it's certainly one of them, when those credit card bills and depleted accounts remind us that we need to mind our finances. So this week on Discovery, we're going to be listening to the opening of a series by Raymond James called A Life Well Planned. In the inaugural episode, we journey back to the year 2000 to meet Megan and Josh, a young couple navigating life's financial challenges. When Megan inherits $250,000 from her grandmother, they face crucial decisions that will shape their future. We join them as they seek guidance from financial advisor Andy at Raymond James, exploring their goals, dreams, and the importance of smart financial planning. This series takes you along as they aim to build a prosperous future while avoiding the pitfalls of financial trends and market volatility. In this first episode, Megan and Josh tried to decide how to handle a windfall of inheritance, balancing short-term and long-term needs. Have a listen. Are you looking to pass down some of your hard-earned wealth? Are you just beginning to invest and looking to provide the best life possible for you and your family, but don't know where to start? Maybe you're looking to create a roadmap to your retirement. Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to A Life Well Planned, the Raymond James Limited podcast that follows a typical Canadian family as they plan out a smart and savvy financial path to a prosperous future. Y2K watchers have a lot to say today. We're happy to report that the information centers and government agencies worldwide are reporting normal operation for critical systems in areas such as power, telecommunication, finance, and transportation. Meet Megan and Josh. The year is 2000, and these two college sweethearts have just tied the knot. And like many young couples, they're learning how to navigate sharing their finances, which, as you might know, isn't always as easy as we think. Recently, Megan has been mourning the death of her grandmother, Rose, and is wondering what to do with the $250,000 inheritance money she's received. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and the decisions they make now can affect their family decades down the line. So how will Megan and Josh decide to better help themselves and their future family? Find out now on A Life Well Planned. How are you feeling? You know, still kind of processing everything. Yeah, I get it. I guess we should talk about the money. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what the smartest thing to do here is. Well, I guess we can start seriously thinking about buying a home. Yeah. So does that speed up or slow down the timeline for kids? I mean, I don't want to wait too long. Maybe we should talk to a financial advisor. My dad always liked the guy he has at Raymond James, I think. Maybe I'll give him a call. That's a good idea. I don't have a clue when it comes to this kind of stuff. Oh, I know. (laughs) Hey! I'll just call him now. He could probably use someone to talk to anyway. When you call your dad, tell him it was definitely not me who threw out the chicken. Are you seriously still thinking about that? He was very upset. I need you on my side here. Hello? Hey, Dad. How are you doing? I'm okay. I sure miss your grandmother, though. Yeah. 
It's pretty tough. Yeah, I know. Well, we were just talking about what to do with Grandma's inheritance, and I wanted to ask you about your financial advisor. Oh, and also to tell you it was definitely Josh who threw out the chicken. Ugh. Megan and Josh? Andy, hi. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, please, come in. So, your family works with Bill? Yes. They've been with Raymond James for years. They've always been really happy here. Ah, that's great. Bill's my mentor. He taught me everything I know about finance, and, well, I taught him how to use email. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still working on my parents with that one. The dial-up sound scares my mom. (laughs) You know, I understand your grandmother passed away, Megan. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. She was old, but it was still rather unexpected. Anyway... We've had sort of a windfall, I guess you could call it, with her inheritance. 250000 I see. Well, I can see why you'd want to come in. It can be difficult navigating this stuff. So, in this meeting, I'd love to ask you some questions about what you're hoping to achieve and see if I might be able to help. You know, everyone has different circumstances and expectations from a financial advisor. So it'll be really helpful for me to just learn a little bit more about you. Sounds good to us. Great. So why don't we start off by talking about what some of your life goals are? You know, it's a big question, but where do you see yourself in the future? Long term or short term? Uh, Both. Let's say the next five years for now. We'd like to buy a home. We've been talking about it for a while. And we're looking to start a family. But we've also thought about maybe starting a business one day. And we really need to start saving for our retirement. (laughs) Not to throw too many things on the table. Not at all. Those are all great goals. Why don't I ask you a couple more questions so I can kind of wrap my brain around what's best for you? You're both currently employed? Yep. I work in IT at a bank. So Y2K must have really kept you up at night. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm a vice principal at a private school. Ah, that's great. And if you don't mind me asking, what are you both currently making? I make 70000 a year. And I make sixty five ish Oh, sounds good. And do you plan on that being the case for a while? That's the plan. You know, who knows? I'm kind of dying to get out of there. Which is where the business may come in. Hmm. All right. Do you have an idea what kind of business? Well, it's sort of a pipe dream. But an achievable pipe dream, I think. You know, we've always talked about selling coffee, opening a shop, but also maybe selling our own brand of beans. We're kind of coffee fanatics. Hey, I'll be your first customer. No one is allowed to be near me until I've had at least one, well, preferably two cups. And, uh, well, you said you want to have kids as well? We do. One or two? Maybe more. Great. Well, now that I have a sense of where you'd like to go, let me tell you a little bit about what I do. I want to help you achieve the success that you define as success, not the things that other people consider success or the government thinks is success, but your dreams of success specifically. The actual investment management, wealth management, is really only about 20% of what I do. The rest of what I do is all kinds of other ancillary services. Insurance needs, tax needs. Analysis is understanding what the client needs because we meet the clients where they are. We help them to find where they want to go. And then we build the scaffolding to get you there using the financial tools and acumen that we have. That sounds like just what we're looking for. Great. Well, we tend to work best with families and small businesses. 
people sort of just starting out like yourselves. If starting a business was the route you wanted to go, that's our area of specialty. And then hopefully if we work together in the long term, I'll have more tools at my disposal to pull certain levers for you. Whether that's tax or insurance or trust, I'll always be learning and growing too. Oh, it's a really long journey, huh? My dad did always say that time is the most important thing when it comes to saving. Absolutely. We're young, so there's no better time to get ahead on planning. Because a lot of us don't, or a lot of us in a situation like yours, might make a risky decision and end up losing more than they started out with. And my role is to help you avoid that. Yeah. Sounds like Dustin. Dustin is my brother. He made a lot of money very quickly with the dot-coms and then... Poof! All gone. And there are going to be so many things like that throughout our lifetime. Trends that will be really tempting to jump on, but I'll help you figure out what's best for you and not what might be what we call a cocktail party stock. Cocktail party stock? So if I'm at a cocktail party and say I'm a financial advisor, people might wander away and be more interested in talking to, say, a dentist at the party. When everyone would rather talk to the dentist... That might be a good sign the markets are about to turn up. So we like cocktail party stocks. Let him finish. <laughs> so then say the market is up 30, 40 percent compared to where it was at the last party. Everyone is talking stocks and suddenly people are asking for advice or even giving me advice. The dentist is now giving the financial advisor stock advice. Exactly. That's a pretty telltale sign the market has reached a peak and is due for a downturn. So my job for my clients is to stay away from the fads and always keep our eyes on the horizon. So never talk stocks at a party in order to avoid a recession. Well, that's all just to say markets change over time. What type of investments we use today, whether defensive or cyclical, may not be suitable for the future. We're always evolving our asset mixes based on the economic indicators and trying to anticipate future potential needs for our clients. Like we've said, it's a long and sometimes complex process with ups and downs. I won't say it's going to be sunshine and daisies, but just like how markets are always changing, we're always changing too. I'm going to be constantly learning how to best serve your interests through both good times and rough patches. So how often would we typically meet? Uh, it depends. But I like to do a quarterly review or a semi-annual review a little more frequently in the beginning. But uh, I would call and tell you things like when your portfolio comes in the mail. Sounds like a pretty consistent conversation. I'd say so. But I also stay out of my client's hair as much as possible. Money is freedom. And a big part of that freedom is not having to worry about it all the time. That's the goal, right? So what are some things we can be doing now, especially if kids are on the way? Uh, let's see. Do you know what your company's maternity policy is? Mm, I think it's 12 weeks. The reason I ask is because sometimes these are the kind of things that will pop up over time. You know, I know when my wife and I were having our son, we were lucky that her company had a pretty generous maternity policy and we didn't end up losing any income during that time. But that's not always the case. One thing that might be good to talk about right off the bat might be RRSPs. What are those? An RRSP is a Registered Retirement Savings Plan. Oh, right. I knew that. Yeah. What? I did. <laughs> so it's a retirement savings plan that you establish with the government. I like to think of it as a kind of tax deferral box. Whatever's contributed grows tax-free. 
until you retire, access the money, and then take it out. When that happens, it converts to an RRIF, and the income is taxable at your new and lower income level. So really, it's a tax deferral tool. It doesn't eliminate tax. It just defers it until you are in a place to use it. It's about getting your money to work for you. Well, that sounds pretty good. And if you have an accountant, we can work directly with them. And if you don't have one, I can recommend some really excellent ones. Basically, my role for my clients is to help maintain and grow your investments with the least amount of risk. And, you know, we all have different risk tolerances. I would say neither of us are very risky. But it's all right to be a little riskier in your investments when you're younger, right? Well, yes and no. Like I said, now is the best time to get started. But sometimes people make the mistake of getting a little too risky when they're younger. And I want to try and protect your finances now as best as we can. Honestly, one of my biggest goals is not just growing your wealth, but making sure you're keeping what you've earned. We're looking for slow and methodical growth. So a house, kids, and a coffee business. In that order? I think so. Yes. Money really makes you have to sort priorities, huh? Hey, that's a good way of looking at it, Josh. You know, I get that these are personal questions. You don't need to know right now exactly how many children you're going to have. Oh, thank God. But these are all good things to factor into your long-term plan. What about life insurance? I've been meaning to look into it and keep forgetting. Good question. You're at a point where you can get a very cost-effective life insurance policy. In order to protect your income and preserve your wealth for your family, life insurance might be a great consideration. There's lots of insurance products out there. I can help navigate which ones might be appropriate for you. You're young, healthy. It'll be much more affordable now and could include life, critical illness, disability. And if you're considering a mortgage, we should talk about a life policy that would be an alternative to buying bank mortgage insurance because that's a group product and the fees go up every year. Whereas we can lock in the price today and match it to the term of your mortgage. So it's more affordable that way. Exactly. So, and I'm sorry if this is a stupid question. Josh, there really are no stupid questions here. So back to the inheritance. Say we take 100000 of it and put it into a down payment on the house. What could a mortgage for us look like? Sure. So one thing I like to do is just break down what a mortgage actually is, right? It's a contract between you and a financial institution that allows you to make a large purchase. You typically enter into a contract that comes in five-year terms. So you're agreeing to pay a set amount of interest for that loan in that given five-year term. There's variable rate loans, fixed rate loans, there can be open or locked mortgages, but it's effectively a contract where the bank holds your house as collateral for the mortgage you pay off in a 25-year term. Got it. Do you know what your price range for a home might be? Let's say 500000 Could we put down 125000 now if we found the right place? Uh, quite possibly, if that's the plan you'd like to make. So it's all about planning, huh? I'd say so. <laughs> Good thing my wife is such an amazing planner. Speaking of planning... What do you recommend for retirement savings beyond the RSPs? Well, there's lots of things we can discuss. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds. These are all great considerations, and we would want to put together a proposal for you on what asset mix 
risk tolerance, and time horizon would be for you. Right. My dad was recommending mutual funds. Mutual funds are great because there's so many to choose from, and they can really diversify and balance your portfolio. A mutual fund is another type of box that investments are put into, and you as an investor buy a unit of that box, essentially. It has 100 to 1,000 different individual securities in it, and the fund manager manages all of them. So you're essentially buying someone else's portfolio, but we look at all these things together because you may own a company someday and sell that, and we factor that into your entire retirement picture. How about companies to invest in? I know you said not to follow fads, but is there anything you'd recommend for long-term investing? Yes, I'd probably encourage you to look into investing in essential services. No matter what the economic climate, we have to turn our lights and heat on. And oftentimes when you invest in companies like that, you'll get paid a dividend too, which allows you to keep up with the cost of inflation. It's a lot to think about. Is there anything we missed? Well, we haven't talked about taxes yet. Of course, no one likes to talk about taxes, but it is one of the easiest ways to make money if you understand them right. I can help you figure out where you can save money or exercise tax credits and use that as part of your financial plan. Basically, I'll always be trying to make sure you're keeping what you've already earned. So I guess my last question would be, why Raymond James? Beyond my dad liking Bill so much. Great question. One of the critical things about Raymond James that makes me proud to work here is that the firm doesn't dictate specific investment vehicles. That means that myself and my team can assess every client as to their own particular needs, risk tolerance, you know, all the things we talked about. They allow me to expand my horizons and create a portfolio and plan that best suits my clients. You know, a lot of financial planners and banks have a very one-direction, cookie-cutter plan for their clients. We're not a product issuer, for example. There's no one-size-fits-all way to invest. At Raymond James, we understand everyone's needs are different, and I have the freedom to stay flexible and agile as circumstances in your life or in the market change. So I guess my question now is, where do we start? Like, what's the thing we do when we walk out of this office? Well, if you like what I've told you so far, we can set up another meeting and have some deeper conversations about moving forward. So if you'd like, we can get you in sometime next week for some paperwork. I know you're eager to figure out what's best to do with your inheritance. So while you're deciding on buying a home, we can put some of that in a term deposit and you can make some interest in the meantime. That would be great. I also just want you to know that if we do end up working together, I will always be just a phone call away. Bill taught me the best financial advisors are accessible to their clients no matter what. So if you have a question, feel free to give me a call. And if I don't know the answer, I can find someone who does. That sounds great. I guess we have some decisions to make. Well, I'll be right here when you need me. He seemed cool. I like him. Yeah. He seemed to get where we were coming from. So, house first, right? Yeah. Let's start looking this weekend. Hey, there's a sign in front of that house right there. Maybe it's a... A sign? Yeah. I did always love that place. There should be a pen in the glove compartment. I'm going to turn around and get the number. Oh, look. 
Look at this staircase. <laughs> you gotta check out the master bedroom. This is the best one, for sure. And it's in our price range. I know we just started looking, but... I want to make an offer. Wow, really? That's very spontaneous of you. It's not spontaneous if it's all part of the plan. Well, let's give Annie a call and see what he thinks. Join us in the next episode as we see how Megan and Josh's plan is turning out. Will they purchase a home? Will they start their coffee business? How will this unexpected inheritance change their lives? Find out next time on A Life Well Planned, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Statistics and factual data and other information are from sources Raymond James Limited believes to be reliable, but their accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information is furnished on the basis and understanding that Raymond James Limited is under no liability whatsoever in respect thereof. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any product and should not be considered tax advice. Raymond James Advisors are not tax advisors and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited and is not a member of Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited. Certain services mentioned in this podcast, such as mortgages, are not offered by Raymond James Limited due to regulatory restrictions and are provided for information purposes only. Moving from financial realities, we return to a series we've sampled before, I Am Love. In the episode, The Heart's Journey, Ross Hugate tells a story about how love is not a destination, but a traveled road that is filled with lessons, growth, and self-discovery. We invite you to open your hearts and minds as we embrace the power of love, compassion, and self-discovery. Prepare to be inspired, uplifted, and guided towards a higher understanding of ourselves and the world we inhabit. Welcome to I Am Love. We often hear that we need to find someone to complete us or that we are not whole without our other partner. And the focus for love and the focus on the idea that we can give ourselves our nurturement and love. And when we fuel ourselves, give ourselves that water, that nourishment, that's when we start to blossom and grow. And like any other garden, we end up surrounding ourselves by others that have similar beauty and focus within. That's love coach Paula Howell on how Alex and Veronica discovered that love was not a fixed destination, but an ever-evolving journey filled with lessons, growth, and self-discovery. The Heart's Journey Once upon a time, in a bustling city, there lived a young adventurer named Alex, who always believed that true love was the ultimate destination in life and set off on a quest to find it. Armed with curiosity and a yearning heart, Alex embarked on a journey through distant lands and encountered diverse cultures, who sought love in every encounter, hoping to find that one special person who would complete him. But as time passed, Alex realized that the search for external love was leaving him feeling empty and unfulfilled. 
He began to question his approach and wondered if he was looking in the wrong places. One day, while resting beneath a majestic tree, Alex noticed a tiny bird perched on a branch. The bird's sweet melody filled the air, captivating Alex's attention. Mesmerized by its song, Alex realized that the bird had found its own form of love and fulfillment in expressing its unique voice. Inspired by the bird's revelation, Alex understood that love was not solely found in another person, but within oneself. The journey of the heart was not solely about finding someone to complete them, but discovering their own wholeness and authenticity. From that moment on, Alex shifted his focus inward, embarking on a new path of self-discovery and self-love. He delved into hobbies, passions, and creative pursuits that brought him joy and a sense of fulfillment. As Alex embraced his true identity and nurtured his own passions, he radiated a newfound confidence and contentment. People began to gravitate towards Alex, drawn by his authenticity and zest for life. Through a series of serendipitous encounters, Alex met a kindred spirit named Veronica. Veronica had also embarked on her own journey of self-discovery, and the two recognized a shared understanding of the importance of self-love. Their connection blossomed into a deep and meaningful relationship rooted in mutual respect and support. They celebrated each other's individuality and encouraged one another to continue growing on their personal journeys. Together, Alex and Veronica embarked on new adventures, exploring the world with open hearts and minds. They discovered that love was not a fixed destination, but an ever-evolving journey filled with lessons, growth, and self-discovery. As they traversed the winding paths of life, Alex and Veronica learned that the truest and most profound love came from within. They understood that by embracing their own wholeness, they could love and be loved authentically, creating a bond that celebrated their individual journeys. And so, Alex and Veronica continued their heart's journey together, cherishing the love they had found within themselves and nurturing their shared love that blossomed from their mutual understanding and self-acceptance. Now we can all relate to our trusted GPS. Our GPS, we put in a destination and it allows to, it transports us exactly where we need to go. In fact, I know that for the most time when I put anything in my GPS, I'm not necessarily aware of all that's going on around me. It's the same thing. When we think about what we think we need, looking for someone to complete us, we're not looking at within for what we need. We're not looking at exactly what fuels us intentionally. We're not looking at how and what our heart core center really values. So once we take a moment to look around, to dive deeper into our core, to really understand our essence of self, it will be easier to decipher the roadmap to what we may be wanting in a partnership. That's love coach Paula Howell. In the next episode, hear how Emily discovers that true love cannot flourish without a deep appreciation and acceptance of oneself. We hope you enjoyed I Am Love, our gift to you from the I Am Love Foundation. Feel more love and less stress every day with the free I Am Love meditations at IamLoveFoundation.com and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am Ross Uge, the founder of the I Am Love Foundation. Please visit us at www.IamLoveFoundation.com. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Discovery. If you'd like to hear more or hear again either of the episodes we've sampled today, you can download both wherever you get your current podcasts. 
Join me next week for another edition of Discovery, here on 105.9 The Region. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.